in a world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Hi, welcome to the Soulful Leader Podcast. This is Stephanie and I'm here with Marin. And today we're talking about generosity and the spirit of generosity and what that really means. Be generous. And I've been really grateful. I mean, grateful kind of goes with generosity, doesn't it? I've been really grateful because we've been coming through some pretty rough weather, um, both internally and externally. And, you know, that old saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone, is really true. And I look at generosity in that way. It's like we have so much to give and we don't know what we have until it's gone. And, and 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 what I'm saying is that is like, why are we keeping all of these gifts and strengths and passions and joys bottled up inside of us when there's so much of generosity? You know, I sometimes it just takes literally a hardship or something that you know is is challenging, a difficulty for you to to for me, for you, for all of us to be able to reach out and say, "Help! I need help." And then the generosity just pours in. Like, I'm just always so absolutely tickled. Like, it's just really touched my heart. And I just want to say that. So thank you all for being so generous. I mean, let's talk about generosity. (laughs) I think that's spectacular. And when I think about that from a business practice, like generosity as a practice in business. And one of the things I love is I'm seeing more businesses have that as a default. And a few years ago, there was this whole, I saw a push in businesses for them to, you know, it's like the, you know, there was this saying that the, the millennials are looking for businesses that are not just doing, you know, they, they want businesses that are doing good as well as, you know, doing well, meaning that their business bottom line is great, but what are you doing to help the planet or to give back or to, so of course, business as it is, we do respond to consumers. So thank you consumers for being out there and saying, Hey, I want to buy from someplace that is also giving back and doing something. And so when we look at generosity especially as the Soulful Leader podcast, when we're looking at it from the business perspective, there is the practicality of it, of, you know, it is actually good business to be generous. And I think that when we, because, you know, us, we're always looking at what's underneath it, the why of things and not just the flat, the flat line of the like, okay, well, here, here, well, it's good business practice. Well, okay, but why? Why is it good business practice? And I think that that takes me to what you were just talking about of what I heard as you were speaking was such gratitude for the people who showed up and 
it's a vulnerable place to ask for help. <laughs> and there's this fear that we have that we'll ask for help and then it won't be there. And yeah, so be crickets. Crickets. You're right. <laughs> and so when it does show up, we're so grateful. And when we see a business, so going back to the why of why is it good business to, to include generosity, it touches our hearts because it's meaningful to us. And so there are multiple reasons to do it as a business, to be generous and or as a person to be generous and to try and to get into touch with what is What's the why behind it? Like, what are you really passionate about? What are you, uh, or what are you and your, your team members? Where do you want to make a difference? And yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like what you stand for. What is it that you stand for? Yeah. What is important to you? And I want to say to those of, you know, sometimes we go through rough times, hard times financially, and we may not have the monetary means of being generous, but mm. that's just one level. And I'll give you an example. When I when I first moved back um, to my hometown, I had no expectation, that's a key word there too, of actually staying. And I felt that my town had given so much to me growing up. I wanted to give back. I wanted to give to give, not to give to get. I had no ulterior motive to ever receive anything back. And so I volunteered my time at uh, the local YMCA and this was, you know, 21 years ago now. And the funny thing is, I always say, you know, spirit has a sense of humor because I had other intentions of moving to other places, other cities, and I never left. <laughs> and my volunteering, giving back from giving to give and out of gratitude and just gener total generosity, wanting to, to give back. I didn't have any money at the time. I was at a part when I first moved back, I was quite a huge debt um, financially. And so I didn't have the monetary means to really to, to serve in the way I wanted to. But I did have time. I had time and I had energy. And so I was volunteering and giving back. And I, and I, I do consistently volunteer, you know, two to three times a week. That has, funny enough, it has probably built um, my practice. And what I mean by my practice, I don't just mean my outward practice of uh, therapy, clients, and different things, but it's built my inner practice of remembering why am I showing up? Why am I doing this? Why? You know, it's why, why, why? You know, children growing up, they always ask why. You know, so why? Why is the moon this color? And why is that? And why is this? And half the time, we have no idea. But somewhere along the way, we learn not to ask why anymore. And then we stop living our why. And that's when we get further and further and further away of, of our true self and connecting mm -hmm. and listening. And so the generosity of your spirit of giving to give, not to get, can help you remember your why. And that is so important, isn't it, Marin? About remembering who you are and why you're here in, in the way of our reason for being. I don't think I've heard those two connected before like that. And... I think it may be the most beautiful thing that I've heard in a long time. You know, we, 
even when we're we're looking for our why, we come from this place of lack of seeking. Like I don't have it; it's not me yet, and and I need to. It's this grasping. And in you know, we think of oftentimes in the Buddhist tradition of there is this don't you know, like we're trying to not push or pull. We're not stop trying to grasp on something and don't push stuff away. And generosity as a practice for doing that and as a means to opening the space to discover your why, to allow it to re-emerge. That's just so sweet. You know, when we lose our reason for being, when we lose our why, it makes life really, really hard. And the generosity of giving to give, not to get, it does open us. It opens us to meet new people. It opens us to think differently. It opens us on how we're using our energy and our time differently. It it opens a dialogue to even your own inner practice of like, you know, why am I doing this? Like, what is it for? And how sometimes, you know, we don't, we know when we're giving, we have no idea the effect that it has on someone else. And actually, that's probably a good thing. Because otherwise, if we did, our egos would take over and the next thing you know, you're trying to control <laughs> it, you know, versus allowing your heart to be there. Like, if you never, ever knew the value of what you were offering, like you never really understood like what it would meant to somebody else, would you still do it? Mm. That's generosity. Like when it comes from within you, the kindness, the the presence that you that you are offering and it's in all of us like i don't think there's one person out there that we all have amazing gifts and and beauty and soul and essence and we've got to stop measuring our value and our worth by what we do and how much we make and what's in our outer world it's mm-hmm. it's what's in your heart Interesting. As you're talking, the the phrase, like something that I often find myself saying is, oh, I just didn't have it in me to give. And the reason I was thinking about that as you were thinking, as you were saying of like, when you just give to give, not to get, you have to come from a place of abundance that you have it. That means that you're connecting to source because none of it's ours to give anyway, right? We, we have this illusion that like you have yours and I have mine, and it's just an illusion because it's, it's all spirit anyway. And so letting go of that, you do have to let go of the ego and the stories and the, the part of your brain that tells you or me that you just don't have it to give. Hmm, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Who told you that and when? And like, how deep does that go, right? (laughs) You know, and there's another perspective of that too, is like, you know, when we ask for help, we are actually creating a space for someone else to be generous. Hmm. And I remember somebody told me that a long, long time ago. One of my clients actually told me that. 
and she was trying to give to me and I kept kind of refusing. Oh, no, no, that that's okay. No, they, you know how we do that. Oh, no, no, that's okay. I'm okay. You don't have to do that for me because we have all kinds of stories about what that might mean. Oh, now I have to pay her back or now I owe her something or, you know, I, I don't deserve it. Like we have all these crazy right. or stuff. oftentimes for me, it's like, well, I'm not as good as that person now. There's a value, like I, like as if there was like a, a one upsmanship that was happening. Yeah, it's just so crazy. And they are crazy stories. Like they are. We need to listen to them and then let them go and say, this is not, doesn't have to be true. And this, this wonderful client of mine taught me the value of generosity in the way of saying, you know, I, she goes, I have this to give you. And it makes me feel great to be able to use the overflow of what I have to really appreciate and value you. So here, please let me give this to you. And all I ask for you is just take it. <laughs> she goes, I don't even care what you do with it. She's like, it's like, you know, you could give it to somebody else. You could like pass it on. She said, but I just, I have an abundance and I want to shower you with, with, with my gratitude and my appreciation. And she goes, and when you say no, it it's, it thwarts me. It stops me from being generous. And that's all of us. All of our souls are meant to be generous. And you're right. There is an abundance. All of us have an abundance. If you don't have, sometimes we go, you know, if I don't have money, you know, we might have a lot of time. <laughs> you know, or so even some energy or mm -hmm. one of my favorite things was the pay it forward movement that happened many years ago. And I still see um, aspects of it or am actually touched by it sometimes. Like, you know, a, a while ago, somebody paid, and this was going back a while, but um, somebody paid for a cup of tea for me and I was in a drive-thru and the person like in front of me and I, they, they paid for a cup of coffee for me, but I don't drink coffee. So it became a cup of tea and I pulled up and the lady's like, the person in front of you just ordered you a cup of coffee. I was like, could I make that a tea? Sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that where it's anonymous. And so when it is anonymous, you are truly giving to give. Yeah. And not to say that you can't also truly give to give not anonymously. It's, you know, I was thinking about when you were talking about the friend Oftentimes for me, when I feel like I can't accept it for me, when I flip it and think I can pay that forward, and then I have the space to receive, which allows the space for the other person to give. And now I'm like, ooh, and then I get excited about, oh, who could I do that for? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know... <laughs> we can go to the extreme on that too and say you just want to be given all the time and giving everywhere and coming back to knowing what your values are knowing what you stand for you know what's important because yeah there are a lot of people out there who's like oh can you give to this fund can you give to that can you can you show up and volunteer here and there is times we need to say no and that's was, so how do we do that right it's like being very very clear about where you want to put your time your energy and your why it's your why you know, what is the big reason? What does it mean to your heart and your soul? One of the questions, and I know we end up with a lot of questions on this podcast. <laughs> um, and one of the questions that I have trained myself to ask in the last couple of years, actually, has just been re recently in my life, is 
is it mine to do? Because there are so many amazing things out there that need time, energy, effort, people, money, resources, etc. And one of the things that I have a tendency to do is overcommit myself and be going, 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 doing, 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 <laughs> right? And we've talked mm-hmm. about that before. We're part of that generation. And it's helped me to look at it from the perspective of that's really important. And the fact that it's not mine to do does not diminish that at all. What it does is actually respects it even more. Because when I'm doing something that's not mine to do, I will end up being burnt out or resentful or pissy, or I won't show up fully, or all of the things that don't actually help. And so when I get really clear, and this goes back to the very beginning that you were talking about of, you know, it's like, what's your why? And it, and you you may not know your why, and it's not something that you're going to discover in a weekend workshop, and that's okay. It's a it's an ongoing discovery. I know for myself, it's been a 20, 30, 40-year discovery, and <laughs> Stephanie and I, we keep threatening to do a slow learner's podcast, and I think <laughs> it may be right around the corner because both of us feel like really slow learners. Um, and probably many of our audience members do too. And and that's okay. I don't know that we're meant to be like, I got it moving on. Yeah. I don't think there's an, an actual concrete thing. This is my why. Like, I, I mean, I can give the story of my own life around, you know, when I first got into massage therapy, well, why did I want to get into massage therapy? Because I really wanted to be a better lover. Like, honest to God, that was, that was totally it. I wanted to know what it meant to love another. That's where I was coming from then. And maybe I could keep a relationship. That's where I was coming from. That was 30 years ago. But you know, that thread has woven through my whole life. If I look at that and it's like, now it's looking at multiple levels of that. Like, how do I be a better lover of myself? How do I be a better lover of my humanity, of of human humanness? How do I be allow that love to flow into my life and flow out. How do I do it differently, better? And it does evolve because we evolve. We don't stay the same. I'm not the same as I was 30 years ago, not even close. It's evolved, I hope. And I hope, you know, another 30 years from now, I can look back to this moment and say, wow, there's that thread again of, you know, learning learning how to love myself. Like, what does that mean? To be a better lover of me. There's so many levels of it. And that's what the why is meant to be, is that W-H-Y of like, who am I? Why am I here? Or the generosity. Why am I giving? Am I giving it from my ego? Am I giving it to get? Or do I have a deeper why that even if I never got recognized or acknowledged from this or nothing ever came back, would it still would still matter to me that I did, that that was in me to give? And I think... I don't want our listener to think that there's anything wrong with giving to get. That's fine too. Just being aware of the space that you're coming from and having a practice of each, right? So there are some places where, you know, you're you're doing good for your business and you're so your business is doing well. Great. You're you're given to get, right? 
Um, and then also having a practice of, okay, where is it that I could give just to give, just to know what that feels like inside and to make that space for me and for the other person and, uh, you know, shift some of the dialogue that happens on the planet. And we don't, it's so interesting because there's the both and in this of, we don't think that I'm just one person. I can't make that big of a difference. Like, you know, there's how many billions of people on the planet and I'm just one, what I do won't make a difference. And in some ways that's true. And in other ways, it's absolutely, absolutely not true because what you do impacts everything. How we show up is everything. And it, you know, the, we've talked about the butterfly effect, a butterfly flaps its wings, you know, over here and a tornado shows up over there, whatever. And we think, oh, like I said, well, whatever. Right. And yet it's true. The impact is enormous. And imagine a world where everybody thought, you know what, what I do, what I do in this moment matters. And if everybody actually thought that, what an amazing world we would create mm -hmm. versus the world in which we're, we live right now, which is where everybody says, ah, what I do doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll throw this piece of paper there, or I, I won't recycle that, or, you know, it doesn't get recycled anyway, because they say that only 3% of plastic gets recycled. So I'll just toss it. You know I mean? Like there's all the reasons that we don't do things. And I think what we're really talking about is finding the reasons that we do do things. What is our why? So this has been great. What a great conversation. And, you know, we can look at many levels of the physical doingness of the generosity, but also to remember the beingness of generosity, just being, being yourself, being still, being the presence that someone might need just to be heard. That is generosity. And without the inner dialogue, the inner narrative of going, oh, I need to do more. I need to be more. I need to, it's like, let that go too. That's the generosity of spirit of that. You're already enough. And it's the paradox. Yeah, I would, you know, one of the places maybe to start this week is the generosity with ourselves. Giving yourself the space to say, I am enough. In this moment, in every moment, I am enough. And sit with that. Like, what does that feel like? Holy cow. I know I've sat with that. And, and you know, it's like, even when I'm saying it, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited. I'm going to do that along with everybody this week. <laughs> yeah. So the generosity of spirit with yourself and asking another level of the question, why would that be important? Yeah. Like literally, how will that change? Because it will, it, guaranteed, mm -hmm. it will change how you show up for others. Absolutely. I know as you sit with that this week, so here's what you guys are going to do this week. You're going to sit with, I am enough. And it may be uncomfortable to sit with that because we're, it's not something we're taught. And, you know, who knows what's going to come up with that. You might do some journaling or if you're an artist, draw some, draw something. If you are very kinesthetic, like I am, you might move around with it and feel what it feels like in different parts of your body. 
So there's all the kinds of things that you can do with that practice. Absolutely. So this is great. I love it. Love well, to hear. Yes, that would be the next thing. You guys know you know the drill. So share with us in our LinkedIn group or on our Facebook group. You can find them at Soulful Leaders. And if you're interested, we do have an email list which gives you the first access to our podcasts as soon as they drop. And it also will get you our, our free download. So we would love for you to visit our website, the soulfulleaderpodcast.com, join our email list and join the movement of more and more people who are wanting to be soulful in their leadership. And we would love to see you on that track with us. And with that, we'll wish you a wonderful week and we'll chat with you in the Facebook group or the LinkedIn group. And we'll talk to you next week. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time.